Welcome to the Big Black Clock Podcast. Let's see what Kevin, Carl, and Dimitri have for us this week. What is this? Jurassic Park? No, we're a new show now. That's a family feud. But we're not doing family feud. Is that how it was in Mexico when you were? Or sounds like a bootleg family feud. Welcome to Jeopardy. Don't sue us. Are we gonna get sued for this? For all of our money, twenty-five dollars. Welcome back to the Big Black Clock. We are in a fun episode today. Glad you joined us. It is no celebrity. This is Watch Trivia Time. Frequently asked questions of the Big Black Clock podcast. Or, or Q&A 2022. It yeah. depends on... Q&A, <laughs> so fun we time. We listened to the Q&A episode we did last year. A lot of fun. Uh, actually, uh, a year and a half ago, like at the beginning of year our... A year and a half ago, huh? Uh, a podcast almost. We've been getting a lot of questions, but we looked at it and we're like, what can make it more fun than just answering question and answer? We have bought the Trivial Pursuit Fine Watchmaking, the hard one. <laughs> we had the easier one. Yeah, there, there's two said. of them. It's very easy. This is the Fine Watchmaking... Fondation de la Haute Horologie. It's so this sold, one got uh, off on Hodinki, right? On Hodinki. Is that made by Hodinki? Officially? I don't fucking know. They're, they're distributing it. Okay. It seems legit. It seems a very trivial pursuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. This is branded, official, right? So officially branded. The so we're not going to play the game. What we're going to do is we're going to go through the frequently asked questions and in between, sprinkle in some trivia. <laughs> and that's what we're going to be doing today. But before we jump into that, let's do a quick wrist check. What are you wearing this week, Dimitri? Um, this week I bought a watch from you, uh, um, that's uh, that's your name actually, the proper name. Yeah, it's gonna beep that out. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I'm wearing the I'm wearing the Casio G-Shock, the the GA. I think it's GM, right? Twenty one hundred. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the difference from the regular Casio, mm. it's that it's a full metal uh, dial, and case. and uh, well, case yes, and rubber strap. I really really love this watch. It's uh, two hundred and seventy Canadian dollars. It's a bit more pricey than the the standard Cassiope, but the case is full metal. The dial is also, it seems metal also. All the indexes and the indexes and the, the arrow hands are also metal. Everything is pretty much metal except the, 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 the rubber strap. I think they strap. put more luster to it to make it shine a little bit, yeah. The rubber strap is also a lot more comfortable than the standard issue. And I was telling Carl, I think you were away, um, I love my uh, uh, 5600, but the thing is the rubber strap is very hard. And if I... If I if I wear it like very fitted, it eats into my wrist, and especially in the summer when it expands with the humidity, sometimes it actually starts hurting, and I have to like put it down a notch. Yeah. But if you put it down a notch, it becomes too loose, too loose, and it doesn't fit well because it's a hard rubber strap. So it like the watch sits on my wrist a bit crooked. So that if I would improve one thing in the regular Casio G-Shock, I would improve the rubber strap. I think it's a bit hard. So it's not so I have enough. two Casio. GA 2100s. I have the one that comes in the completely transparent plastic resin that okay. I bought during a uh, boxing day. And I have the regular one that you have as well, the GA 2100. So what I did was I bought on AliExpress a couple of uh, cases that are in steel, but the bracelets are in rubber and they're integrated. I'm going to see how they are. I'll sh- tell you guys on the next podcast. This yeah. one I'm keeping as is. This, I like the GM. This is beautiful. And you know, That's everybody... Casio metal. The GM 2100. Yeah. So M is the metal, yeah. Uh, you know, everybody loves to shit on Hublot. For some reason, it reminds me of Hublot. Yeah. Uh, and I do love this look so much. Like, this yeah. is such a good summer watch, I think. It's, yeah. It's yeah, beautiful. From far, it doesn't even, like, you won't even know that it's a Casio. It looks like, 
it looks super highly finished and it is a lot high, better finished than the standard Casio, right? Um, to me, it looks a lot more uh, expensive than $270 that it costs. Absolutely. But it's easy to shit on a brand when a watch costs thousands and thousands when you have a Casio that costs like 300 bucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Casio is God tier, as, uh, yeah. as Nico would he say. He calls a God tier, yeah. But, but I agree though, Casio is just awesome. It's great, yeah. Carl, what are you wearing this week? I'm still wearing my FXD and uh, I'll explain why it's the watch I've been wearing a lot uh, lately. All my other watches in my collection, beside my FXD and my CWC, are all for sale. Yeah. Right now on the Chrono? Uh, all of them. I just uh, last week sold my Murph. Uh, but oh, my, shit. My Rolex is on, on Chrono. Oh, shit. Uh, the Color Booker, the Bell & Ross. Oh, shit. Uh, all of them. But the oh. Bell & Ross kind of Do you owe somebody you a, a lot of money? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> are, the loan, are the loan sharks after you? What's going on? No, 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 not at all. Uh, uh, blink twice what, if that's true. There's, there's one thing I was telling uh, in our like WhatsApp convo is uh, like, oh, I wish I could buy this one, but right now all my like watch budget, all my dollars for watches are in watches, right? Okay. I don't have any spare money for watches. And that's good to have a budget and stick to right. it. So uh, you're going to buy something else? Right so after? I don't know yet. I'm still looking for a GMT. Um, my new work will probably send me to different places. I, eventually, I'll change time zone as well. So I think okay. a GMT could be literally useful for me, right? Um, but beside that, I, I don't know. I just felt I, I needed some change. Like I, I wanted like a do-over kind of. Yeah. Right? And, and the Bell & Ross, I, I've worn like 10 times, right? And like the idea, the you pictures and everything, it. I, it just didn't stick. So BR doesn't, didn't stick? No, like I love the design. Like that BR05, it's a special limited edition BR Room, but like the integrated bracelet introduced me to that like style. And now I love it. Now I look in, a lot into more uh, integrated right. bracelet. Like yeah. right now I'm crushing on the Polo S, right? The Piaget. Right. Uh, that's like a 10, 12,000, right? Good tastes. Um, because of that <laughs> BR05. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I Very just, interesting. I wear it and I, I just go, it's not exactly what I wanted it to be. May well, I, that's ask, okay. uh, may that's I okay. ask if it's uh, uh, for sale for higher than you paid for it? Same, same. Same, same? Yeah. Probably uh, that's going to be good. Why'd you put your um, uh, Rolex for sale? Did you? Be, is it because it you want to get the new one? It was a time? No, I, I don't want the new... Um, like, if I had to buy a new Rolex tomorrow morning, it would probably be an Explorer 2. Uh, no, it the won't white be because it's not available. White. Nice. It won't be an Explorer 2 because it's not available. It I would know, be... But like, like some <laughs> Cellini. super crazy Cellini. <laughs> Cellini, <laughs> Cellini, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like... Tomorrow morning, like a Rolex to buy will be an Explorer 2. It's still on my short list of GMTs, it's right? Great. I also have Grand Seiko's on my list a lot lately. Um, but I just, I just, I just try to like a do do a do over before the end of the year. That's pretty much it. The That's FXD fine. is new and it, I really love it. Like it's all I bought from a watch. It's like the perfect mix between a field and a diver, and it's the two brands I love the most. My only, so, you know, my, style, I love the most. And my only advice for listeners out there, when you look at selling, Carl's pretty decisive and he knows what he wants. My only suggestion, having gone through that as well, is be careful when you want to do a great reset, when you want to rid yourself of your collection. I hate everything. I want to sell it over. Take the time. Take the time to put the watch away, then pull it back out, yeah. wear it, and then see if you're ready to sell it. That's the first piece. And then the second thing is don't sell all your watches in bunches. A lot of people will try to do that. Uh, you may regret it. So I know you do your thing, but that's just the advice that I have when it comes to that. And also buying. Don't buy in bunches. Buy one at a time. Know what you want. Ta take your time. Take your time to enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy the hunt. Enjoy the sale. Um, and the only reason I'm doing that is also because I, I think I'm like I'm 
like top 1% of people of watches. In the watch culture, I'm still like super low, but... But that yeah. 1% has a lot of different steps, levels, right? right? So like for me, I'm able to purchase a watch online with just a spec and I know I was going to fit pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Most people can do that. Uh, so it's the same reason I'm able to sell most of my... Put to sell most of my collection at the same time because I know like I want something else. Right now, I don't have a target of what I'm going to buy. Good, it, interesting. That's am, fine. Am, 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 am I going to buy multiple different watches or maybe just one huge one? Yes. Because right now, if I sell everything, like tomorrow morning in Canadian, I will have around $25,000. $26,000. Buy a house. I could. Or I could buy one nice watch and leave in the street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you could buy Explorer and use the rest of the money for something else. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm doing that right now. So that's why I'm wearing still my FXD. Fantastic. Just your FXD. Mm -hmm. I am wearing a Tissot PRX. This is the Quartz. This is not the Powermatic 80 with the blue dial. Love this watch. True to the 1970s C Star. Does not come with the waffle dial, so it's a it's a it's a sunburst blue. Uh, I got lucky. This one, the second hands, does hit every one of the indices as it ticks. That's something that only gripe that a lot. Why of people is that have. a problem? That uh... well, a lot of people get that gripe when it doesn't hit exactly because it's hit or miss but with was these. Was it a thing with the Tissot? No, but most quartz watches oh, they yeah? never okay, hit okay, okay, unless okay. it's a Grand Seiko, unless it's a oh, okay, it's a okay. Jung Hans uh, Max. Unless you pay for it, <laughs> unless you pay for it, right? So this one, like, it just lines up really, really well. So that that's one of the things I notice. If you look at the seconds hand on Seems this one, it does for things to get quality. It does like hit thing, right yeah. on the the indices. Right. Yeah, yeah, I got very, very lucky. And a lot of people, I've seen videos online where people actually go and remove the seconds hand because they're like, oh, I can't stand really? that it doesn't hit it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's interesting because people have things that bother them a lot that they can't, like for me, that's okay. Kind of like the penis on the Speedmaster. To me, it doesn't, like I look at it, I'm like, okay, sure, maybe it does resemble a little bit, but like it has no effect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But some people bother. Because I do them. like, uh, obviously, who doesn't? Right? Who doesn't? So that that's what I'm wearing this week. Um, so as we're going into the trivia, I have a little story that I wanted to say. So I mentioned... Just uh, one quick comment before we go. Uh, so your, your PRX, I'm actually looking forward to because uh, I have pre-ordered um, a mine, uh, Manha uh, Manhattan watch. Yeah, the Mayan. Yeah, Mayan uh, which also is a similar style, yeah. integrated bracelet, like a micro brand. Oh, it's cool. I'm going to get in August. That's awesome. With I'm the looking forward that to, like to, to see it. Kind of like rectangular, a yeah, little bit, very nice. A little bit, uh, a little bit, uh, Gerald Gente. Because I think it has not pronounced, but it has a little bit like in the octagon yeah. feel. Yeah, it has that. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I got the blue dial. Awesome. Blue dial. Very nice. So I had a little bit of a story. So I mentioned that I'd ordered a, a single pusher Canadian branded Arcus. Yeah. And what happened was I got a notification from them. This is the second time that the watch is not going to be produced because they didn't get enough demand. Really? Oh, yeah. Sure. So they refunded me and they just said, sorry, we can't uh, do it. It's the second time that happens. I'm very sad that that didn't happen. Uh, I didn't participate in that because all my money was into watches yeah. <laughs> because it was like, it was in the cart for me. I was like, oh. the name was Argos. Arcus, A-R-C-U-S. We, we showed you, like, you remember? Like, the monopicture, when you press it, you start and then you hold, you stop it by the holding it. The open case back you, was insane. It's a modified ST Seagull. So then when you release the, the second uh, depressant uh, of the chronograph, when you stop yeah. the time, it resets. Oh, man, I'm so sad. Yeah. My memory, not so good. So then what happened was I was online and I was like looking at different um, limited editions. So there's a brand I'm really into. There's this great watch collector who is the founding director of Time Zone, the managing director of Time Zone. And he's, his name is William Messina. He's a very known uh, watchmaker. He does collaborations with Habring. Um, he's done collaborations with Ming. He's done collaborations with Moser. He's done collaborations with a bunch of different brands. 
and I was lucky enough to snipe. And it was very weird. He had released 99 pieces. Oh, <clears throat> one, of one of 99? One of 99 of what's called the Problems? Dato Racer. Um, oh, wait. I think I've seen The that. Messina Lab Dato Racer. And what happened was I reached out and I said, you guys release, I think, your nicest watch. And you, uh, you only made it for your friends and your contacts and whatnot. So I, I reached out and whatnot. And he said, look, we're actually, you're actually lucky. Someone didn't take it. You have 24 hours to make a decision. And I took it. So I've ordered the Messina Lab Data Racer. Yeah, yeah, I've seen this one. One limited to 99 pieces. Um, very affordable. Well, affordable. It was 1,600 US dollars. Um, I've never is, heard of, the, of this brand. <clears throat> so it, you'll read up on William Messina. He was on Hodinki. He has a bunch of collaborations. He is on the, he's one of the panelists and the judges for the Grand Prix de Relégive de Genève. He is, uh, he is one of the big minds in watchmaking uh, has collaborated with Laurent Ferrier collaborated with uh, Habring collaborated with Ming he has wonderful collaborations and he has his own watches he's one of these brilliant minds that wants to make high quality vintage inspired watches at a very uh, more attainable price and to give you a really wonderful watch same movement as my Bell and Ross yeah my Bell and Ross was seven times more expensive <laughs> <laughs> Um, so this watch comes, it's, it's a really cool looking dial. It has the bullseye or it, that, it, that, like, that, uh, sorry, that, um, crosshair dial with bull, red. Yeah, bullseye. Uh, that, that dial. No, bullseye is more like the circle. This uh, is yeah, the crosshair. Yeah, but, but the, that dial, I've seen it on some watches. It's not popular. I call it like the inverted explorer. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. you have one, two, four, five. So the 12, the three, the six, and the nine are uh, indices. Yeah, right? indices, yeah. So yeah, that's it. That's different. It's cool. So this watch comes in a 40 millimeters, Italian raid perforated strap. It is a Salidas W400. It is one of 99 pieces, a black gradient sunburst dial with a red crosshair inspired by the 1970s. So you see that in the numerals, 40 millimeters, 10 millimeters thick. So it is a phenomenal, phenomenal timepiece. I'm so happy I got it. I'll see if I like it. If I don't, it doesn't matter. I got one of 99. I can always... Why uh, Why this specific watch? What this, what, what what attracted you to this watch specifically? Oh, I'd seen it if, on Instagram. I was like, this is beautiful. I was like, oh my God. And they're like, oh, it's limited 99 only for friends of Messina, the Messina Lab family, like Maximilian. And I'm like, and I yeah. wrote, I was like, you guys come out with the nicest watch you have. And they're the Unicompacts, the Unipacks that they have that's... Oh, the Unipacks that they have at $3,000. And this one comes out at 1600 Yeah. Uh, time and date. And I'm like, you guys have 99 pieces. And then I wrote to him and like, look, you know what? Someone just took it away. Do you want it? I'm like, yes, take it. Done. Yeah. So Go for it. I think what we can pull from that story is just contact the watch brands. Sometimes I wrote yeah. to them. I was like, yeah. very disappointed. I was like, hello, Mr. On. Seiko. <laughs> But anyway, this guy's really, really great. And I suggest if you look him up on Hudinki, he has his interview there. He's everywhere. He's the, the managing director of Time Zone, which was a website in the back. Right. He's now a judge on the Grand Prix de Religion de Genève. He has his own watch brand. He is a phenomenal um, mind in the watch industry. Look him up, William Messina. So that is my interesting story, but it was very sad for Arcus that they didn't get yeah. the production. That's a cool watch though, Arcus. Um, question for you. Where's your Ming? It's still uh, delayed. It's still did you get a message yet? I did. No, no, I'm sorry. I, did, I told you guys. So we it's were still in NFT. <laughs> no, but wait, I told you guys. I was in NFT. I forgot. Yeah. We're supposed to get it in June. And they said in the end of May, they said. April. 
No, 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 March, no. Said I made March. a mistake. No, I told you guys. It depend on the batch that you bought. They said yeah. this batch is this date. This batch is this date. So it was April, May, June. I was in the June batch, and then they said we're running behind. We're sorry. It's going to be later, and we're going to give you a little token uh, so because we're sorry. Yeah, straps yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But cool. their straps are with their straps. If I'm not mistaken, um, is linked to. Uh, I'm just going to go here. Hold on. Uh, their straps. Holding on. I'm doing the elevator music while we wait. That's not elevator music. It's like sex music, guys. What kind well, of elevator? You, you can also make sex in the elevator. Have you seen my elevator? Yeah. yeah. If you don't know, it's like, there's like Mile, uh, yeah. mile Hand Club and there's like the two meter head. Mile Hand? <laughs> what kind of a mutant is that? <laughs> <laughs> so do, do you have it? Man, my hands are so big, I can't move them in my lawn. So their straps are sold. No, the machine Made by... It's a very, very expensive uh, brand that they, they work with You're that's based... Yeah, okay, yeah. Here's the mic. Here's the mic. It's okay, I'll cut okay, all yeah, of that anyway. Yeah, you're going to cut all that. So Ming... He just run, runs back to the door, right? I don't see. Okay, yeah, exactly. There, um, sorry. So Ming straps are, are linked to Jean Rousseau. So Jean Rousseau straps, if you look them up out of Paris... They make handmade watches and leather goods that are all bespoke. So it's high quality. Very high quality. Mm-hmm. So if they give me an extra one of that, they sell them for like 200 euros on oh, the Ming shit. site. So it's like, oh, we give you an extra bucks. strap. I'm good with that. I can mm, wait nice. a little bit longer. Which one again did you get? Maybe I got what? the red burgundy, the 1709 burgundy. 17. <clears throat> okay, let's start with the... Yeah. <laughs> so let's start in the Q&A. What was the first question we got, Dima? You want to run us through the questions? Oh my God, oh my God, so much pressure. You just... Oh my God, oh my God. Oh my God. Well, I, I, I have it. I can always say it. Uh, yeah, so... A Q&A, we have a few questions for everybody and a few questions, more individual ones. So um, the first question that I think it's for everybody, all of us together. What made you inspire starting this uh, podcast? What made you inspire? What inspired, Sorry, you, what to inspired yeah. you to start this I'm, podcast? It's my second language. <laughs> what inspired you? Half, half the time. I don't you know sex me? <laughs> it's like Borat. <laughs> you uh, sex good time success. Yeah. So the question we got was what? Inspire yeah. Us. I actually wrote it like that. I don't know why. What inspired you to start this podcast? Boredom. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It was a pandemic it was a project, ter- right? Terrible joke. You, you, you know what I think it was? How did we get that, to this, right? How did we well, get we, to Well, we were all into watches. We're all into this stupid hobby. And I think one of the things that we definitely stupid. we did we were listening to podcasts we were listening to all of these podcasts and the one thing that jumped out of us we were like Ugh, it's too geeky not geeky polite they, they take themselves <laughs> no but they also take themselves way too seriously sometimes yeah and we're like we know our shit and we want to have a good time so I think the way we wanted to go was let's build a podcast or some kind of communication whether it was video we we're talking yeah. about videos we're talking build is a big word i think we kind of like glued it together produced, chopsticks whatever yeah. it was but we're like we can For the sh- people we could share what we know what's f- we can share what's fun about this hobby yeah and have a good time doing it and hopefully others will enjoy it like we do not only the hobby but the banter and the bullshit right. and the the laughter because this doesn't have to be serious we also uh, we were frustrated that we couldn't find an affordable luxury podcast yeah. so we made our own yeah and yeah. there's others out there like, like, like promote like if you look at two broke watch knobs they have a good time to it they have a good time having their podcast Scottish is, watches and uh, they don't uh, take themselves too seriously yeah but they're more reserved we are a bit more stupid that's what I mean which is yeah. I think the beep was the best invention for us seriously <laughs> yeah and uh, no, we, we were can't li- do live episodes and I also <laughs> think we were at your place once Dimitri uh, sorry 
Oh, that we could see your first name. We can't yeah, see your last name. Who lives at? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and we were sitting at his Dimitri house. Brr. I think it was like a, it was like a, it was like happy hour after work. We were drinking and we were just talking about watches. Did you see that release? Da-da-da, and what I like about that. And we were like, fuck, we should be recording this because anyone who's into it would like it. And then I think also we were out at dinner once with, with some friends and they were like, oh, I really, I really want to buy a new watch or something. And we started to discuss it and we were like, this could be a guide for someone just getting into the hobby yeah. who asked questions and we're like, oh, we've been there. We made mistakes. Yeah. You know, we f***ed a bunch of fours. We know what not to do, right? Goddamn. <laughs> you know what I mean? Lord. Oh, we've been f***ed by fours. <laughs> Goddamn. We got f***ed by the, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I agree. Just a few things I was going to also add, I think. <laughs> I agree, but let me add, uh, no. you rock. <laughs> a, a few things I wanted to add is I think that uh, we got like really into watches. No, I mean, you've been into watches for a bunch of years before us. I think Carl also has been uh, into watches a bit more than me. But, you know, the, your addiction to watches like goes grows really quickly. And I think at some point we realized that every time we get together, to all we only we talk, talk about yeah. watches. And like, well, well, why don't we just record this yeah. and then post it? Because we also know our shit. And I think one of the things that inspired us to do this is because unlike other podcasts, right? They had to find partners to do this with. Like the the two broke watch snobs, those guys live in one in Florida, the other one's like Seattle, right? They live in completely different parts of the country of, of the States. We actually are just three friends that live in the same city. So we just keep getting yeah. together and recording podcasts. But it's very, very like easygoing and banter and we say a lot of stupid things. I do that. But you can still learn something. I mean, I've, I, you know, and I, and I, and I think this is the, my important lesson of this podcast. Even coming into episodes where we talk about, uh, we did one episode specifically, and I thought that was the interesting one. I did fliegers, Dimitri did divers, and you did chronographs. And I learned a lot about chronographs and divers that day. And I know a lot, but I still learned details. And I learned a lot, like you did an episode on Bremont. Yeah, the macro bands one. Bremont. Like the two-parter was good. Yeah. Another mm-hmm. thing I really love about this is that we have to prepare for and each episode. And I love learning about a brand or history. But also learning from each other, right? I've, I presented, I think I was, uh, what was I? I presented fears and you guys were like, this is like fucking yeah, insane. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> even me, because I was like, check this out guys, right? And that's what's cool about the hobby. Yeah. When you discover something, you go, let me share it. Yeah. And then people go, isn't that fucking awesome? You go, that is fucking awesome. That's what watch collecting should be all about. Uh, awesomeness of it. Yeah. All right. So as we go in, let's you who asked the first a, question? I'll go with uh, the first one here. The trivia, okay, let's do this. What was the first diver's watch to claim water resistance to a depth of 100 meters on the dial? Ding, Ooh, ding, I think it was Yema. Rolex? Mm, which ones? Which one are you talking about? The Yema what? Uh, Navy Graph. The Rolex sub? It is the Rolex Submariner. Ah. Point to Carlito. God damn it. I'm so uh, but Na- oh, Navy good. Graph was up there also, I think, because sure. they were one of the first ones. Cause Blancpain, Doxa. But my second choice was a, like a 55 M, but yeah, it's yeah. 50. I would have probably said yeah, yeah, Doxa. Mm. Uh, Actually, I would have. Pro- no, you're right. I, I would have said 50 Adams. Blancpain as well, yeah. Because but we're wrong. Because the, the reason why they had 100 meter water resistance because it was the, it was the military that contracted a watch company to do something like spec based, right? Yeah. Like we need to have this yeah. water resistance. Okay, very cool. Very, very cool. What's the next question on the list? Here? Um, what did you call I can't it? Ask. Okay, yeah, go I'll ahead. ask because I think this one you need to answer. <laughs> uh, what did He's speaking to Dimitri right now. Yes, exactly. Uh, why why are you convicted of war crimes? <laughs> In the Geneva Convention. <laughs> why, Serbian. Why did you call it Big Black Flock? And oh, I wrote because uh, you love cock. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> the thing is, I think that was Dima Isaiah, uh, Dima Isaiah right? It started in the WhatsApp convo. We always like yeah, a, yeah. a title. And yeah. I think Dima name or convo, Big Black Flock. 
And I think that's the way it started. No, no, I think, no, I remember distinctly. He said, we should call it Big Black Clock. And it was like a joke. Mm. And I was like, absolutely, we should call it. And he's like, you think? I'm like, yeah, man, that's the best fucking idea you've ever had. Yeah. So, wow, so, I, I have pretty bad ideas. <laughs> if that's the it best is, one. Yeah, but the best, let's be honest, the best thing about this podcast is the Dave. That's true, that's true. <laughs> Not us. The best thing about this. It's yeah. so funny. It's, it's so fucking Every funny. single time that somebody asks me, like, hey, like, uh, what's, what's the, the name the, of your podcast? I'm, like, I'm, I'm glad like, you asked. I'm like, no, I, I'm like, don't judge. We are stupid. Big black clock. And then they're like, there's always a grin, right? They're it like, always follows with a giggle. No, but I'm like, they're like, haha. I'm like, catchy, right? And they're like, oh yeah. Like, that's it. You don't need to. <laughs> you remember it. Yeah. You don't need to repeat it. You don't need to write it down. You won't forget that name. And it emulates everything just, it's we do. so yeah. funny and stupid. It's funny, stupid. Yeah. That's the point. And uh, like, my last interview for my, my last job, like, they asked me what the name of my podcast was. It was the last interview for the last job. And uh, That's I was like, the, it's the a joke, that you didn't get. right? Yeah. But like, and I tell them big black clock and like out of the table, everyone laughed. Even like the, the girl who was there, they all like, oh, wow. I was in, um, it's like so stupid. I was like, it okay. stupid. it's fine. <laughs> and, I like, and I was like, finger guns. I think I told you guys, I told you guys this, but for the listeners, I was in a, get the job that <laughs> during uh, the start of uh, the pandemic, we were in uh, happy hours and social events, virtual on Zoom, happy hours, right? virtual happy hours and Zoom and or teams, whatever it was. And you have this like gallery of people in front of you and someone was like oh i know you're into watches and i'm like oh yeah i have a podcast and and they are everyone has a podcast right and so it goes what's the name of the podcast and i just said i was like oh the big black clock and i could see in the gallery there were three girls or something <laughs> they just grabbed their head and shook their head like <laughs> discouraged and then one of the girls boyfriend who works at the company um he's an it architect a brilliant guy and he, he writes to me, he goes, oh, I love the name. But then he goes, I'm looking to start a podcast. And then I was asking you about yes. the equipment, right, yeah, specifically. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's, it's unforgettable. It makes everyone giggle. And I also think, really, it emulates what it is. So just, I think our lesson here is, why do we call it that, is that you can like this hobby and not have to be so goddamn serious. Uh, as I was traveling on my off course, the coast of Cor- and the coast of yeah, the no, I, I, of the of uh, what is it? Um, Corsica, know. like I was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> as I was in my Alfa Romeo, and we're back. All right, so um, I'll ask a second trivia question. Which is the oldest fine watchmaking manufacturer still in the hands of the founding families? Founding family. Yeah. I think I have a hint. You spoke about them. Yeah, yeah, I know who they are. But I'm going. Yeah, please, go I'm going to go with with the founding family. Yeah. Uh, Audemars Piguet. Yeah. Vacheron. Uh, Audemars. Yes. Uh, uh, you spoke about Audemars. I think you were telling us how there's still. No, I did. Yeah, you, you spoke okay. about Vacheron. Yeah. Oh, and the okay, reason okay. I know that, and just interesting fact, if you guys ever hear, you can mm. listen to a podcast. The uh, CEO now is uh, is the youngest. I think great, 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 whatever daughter. Uh, and what's really awesome, this is what I love. I'm just a last quip about Audemars Piguet. The CEO was on the podcast. On our podcast? No. No, he wasn't. I didn't, didn't think so. <laughs> you were, you so. missed that episode. <laughs> no, but the, the CEO was on a podcast. I think it was Warren and Wild or one of those. And he was talking, goes, the board of directors led by the great-great-granddaughter, whatever it is. And he goes, as a CEO, I go up to her and I say, what do you want me to do with your brand? I'm the CEO, right? I'm not, what do you want me to do with your brand? And you know what she said? She goes, make us last another hundred years. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. That's because cool. she's like, I don't want him somewhere, make us last another hundred years. Good job on them. That's very so cool. that's very cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Fun Along fact. the same lines, I love the uh, ad for Patek Philippe's. 
when they say you just hold you, it you on for the yeah. thanks for yeah okay go ahead sorry <laughs> okay cool because my next question was which brand state that is client never <laughs> actually owned their watches but they're just looking for them for oh the next God. generation <laughs> so uh, am, yeah am I'll I need to change my question am I telepathic I need to change my question no can I teleport no, no, but no, I don't next think you know thing is another uh, third question right from the yeah from next the question listeners uh, what take the most time to do I'm guessing around the podcast itself well, yeah, not you you don't take any time because it's a podcast <laughs> post prod for you no but Carl? outside, outside um, most time to do uh, preparation takes a lot depending on what yeah. it is like if it's a brand that I've never heard of and we're doing like a history episode it takes me a good hour per yeah. watch I'd yeah. say if we do like three watches per episode it takes me like three hours I try to like use many different sources not to copy let's say from like one particular source I try to pick, like pick and choose things preparation takes quite a bit quite a bit like not episodes like this obviously because we're just answering uh, listeners questions and like playing uh, trivia right there's no preparation but the ones that we have to really prepare and talk about the history or like anything about the watch that's that's a lot that's a good answer what about you Carl? uh well i could like dissect everything but for me like when we did the um the, the big three right we we're all talking about the mm-hmm. one big brand it was like a good hour an hour and a half like constant work of finding all the information and putting it together But there's the brand. There wasn't watches, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I, like an episode like today, it's 25 minutes to like 30, 35, just to read all the questions. Yeah, but this and, is yeah. our break, right? Yeah, that's a yeah. break because we do an episode a week. That's insane. <laughs> uh, but for me, like post-production, if we don't say a lot of stupid things, it's 45 minutes per hour of content. <laughs> Different habits. <laughs> that's a lot. No, no, it's post-pro takes a lot. It's 45 yeah. minutes per hour of content. It, we don't say shit. Like if I need to cut copy paste remove stuff beep other things it's like an hour and 20 minutes an hour and 30 per hour of content yeah so for me that's take a, a huge section of my time yeah and beside that like recording uh, we always take a bit longer to record the podcast that we actually do because we do beer break yeah like yeah, stuff sure. like that so recording for, takes a while for sure. so like for an hour of recording normally it's going to be an hour and a half i, I would say another one more thing is because uh, we we post um instagram uh pictures every time we have a new episode yeah so i would prepare Uh, like a little it's a quick design of the the cover for the episode and the mm-hmm. name and then i find pictures of watches from the episode so i don't necessarily remember what watches we we're talking about so i kind of skim through the episode to remember which reference numbers yeah. and then i go and find the high quality pictures so that takes about 30 minutes probably yeah to me um five I, minutes i know everything i don't need to prepare no nope. god and you know <laughs> wow I, jesus <laughs> holy <laughs> shit jesus christ like no, it jesus is christ. Christ. Like the, the boys i'm better also, than you <laughs> um i agree with everything you just said um But. so one the podcast is of recording it that doesn't take time i love spending time recording this podcast it's one of the funnest things i've had to do and i thank uh you carl for forcing us to really say take it seriously we're going to buy really good equipment And I hear the audio afterwards. No one out there, I don't give a fuck what you think. Our audio is good. Yeah. I don't give oh, a fuck, good. even when we're remote. So even if you're Our like, voices eh, could be fuck improved, you, but, uh, our audio is good. good. Mm. Come at me, bro. And then Dimitri, um, I like that he challenges you know, our subjects and when we're, we're discussing it. I tend to, I, don't, I'm not, I haven't learned to do the post-prod. I'm not the best at that. You're more of the audio file in oh. general. Well, not of us are the best of that. But I, I should, didn't know anything I should, about it. I should learn about that. And you're, mm. you're also, and I'm pointing at Dimitri, you're more, um, uh, how Visuals. can I say? No. But he's more, no, he's more, no, he's not on the visuals. It's the stats, the data. He's able to look and say, we're better at posting this time of day, this time of day. I can't contribute much to that conversation as much. I ask questions I don't know. 
um, I could learn and the same as post-prod I don't contribute much where I contribute I, I think I knowledge. come up but I contribute the knowledge but I also contribute in like hey guys what, let's do an episode on this let's do an episode on that I listen to other podcasts I go let's do Moonswatch alternative let's do this and then it opens the door but what I also think the biggest challenge I, I really take this seriously in the sense of when we try to do a subject and I don't know if you've listened to our episodes listeners I try no, to no one is listening I to try episodes. to not be repetitive I try to go, hey, what are the three yeah, watches for yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, go, yeah. I would choose these typically because right. these are the fish. But let me bring you three watches yeah, we've never talked yeah. about that I went to research yeah. that I think are awesome that I want to share. And, I, and because I think it should be a journey of learning new watches, new brands and that stuff. That's what takes the most time for me because I could easily spit out the list of whatever for the classic watches. And it's pretty easy that you find them on YouTube. But I'm like, let sure. me give you something Fair. we never... Yeah. We've never you talked for about sure before. have the the most knowledge of watches among us, and you. He's the elder. I'm the older, yeah, the older the, statesman. He's the he's the yeah he's the wizard. Oh, mysterious. And uh, <laughs> uh, what you do is, I find that you always find like the new brands I've never heard of, right? And I think that's yeah. that's good. Like when I even Furlan Mari was one. I remember I was like, guys, yeah, take yeah. a look at this, and then you're like, oh, it's fucking cool. Like when I create lists of watches for an, uh, an episode, I tend to go for something more known. But I also tend to choose something that I would buy for myself, right? I don't necessarily make it a point to go with something that I haven't spoken about. But before. that's why we complement each other well, because then I can bring in the other angle, like listen to the to the nonconformist, the, like the thing that we that not uh, everyone takes. Big spoon, little spoon, type of thing. big spoon, little spoon. But that's why I kind of like I want to bring another angle, something we never talked about before, yeah. because we're going to talk about the classics. But let's have it and let's have fun along the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, another question. It. So it's really, I guess we all agree, it's the prep and then the post prod. But prep is a lot. It's, uh, it's less, less now than before. When we talk about episodes that have a lot of like information, like stats, uh, historical facts, right? You have to obviously research. Yeah. But uh, a discussion, like I'm, I have enough knowledge now that just to carry on, on an episode and compare to other watches because I, I just know more than let's say two years ago when we started. Yeah. And we hope that if, if you guys have been listening since the start out there, we hope that that's the case for you too. You've Obviously. learned something along the way and you're like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Let me look up that brand. Let me learn something a little bit different because you know what? That's part of the journey. All right, next question here. Do you guys... Uh, oh, we have a, a, oh, trivia, we have a trivia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trivia. Trivia. Trivia, trivia. So who invented the flying tourbillon? It, there's a choice there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's Hans Wildorf, Alfred Helwig, Helwig or Christophe Claret. Um, Helwig Hel Helwig you said? Yeah And you? I'm going with Helwig as well Helwig yeah. 1920 Because Christophe Claret is too recent And Hans Wilsdorf was Rolex and Tudor And I've never seen him with a flying tourbillon uh, <laughs> do, Does Rolex even have a tourbillon ever? That's what I'm saying I'm they, don't, they, don't have, they don't have The, the craziest one they have is the uh, Sky Dweller, Dweller Now Right? And that's yeah. not a tourbillon No They don't have any tourbillons at all No No it's just yeah. port. Like but even Tudor, right? Back. Because well, Hans Wilsdorf is also Tudor. Tudors. Yeah. No, but Tudor might. Tudor is like quartz. <laughs> it's the quartz of rollers. Yeah, but these days they're doing they're doing more than fucking rollers. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. That Meta was certified that. full ceramic case diver. Yeah. So next question. Next question. So you know what? One thing we're missing, guys, we should be naming the categories before to make it fair. Or not. Or not? Okay, let's go. <laughs> we uh, could. No, we could. We could, we could add the... <laughs> so the materials in 2013... Which brand had been official timekeeper of the Olympic Games 25 times? In 2013? Yeah. Omega. Yeah. Omega? You are correct, sir. Mm. Come on. There's always been them, right? Yeah, it's always been them. There's always a special edition. This is an F1 where it's just Rolex everywhere in your face. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, all right. All right. So, um, good stuff. 
Uh, what's the next? Uh, Do you guys plan on starting a video podcast or a vodcast, as people would call it on vodcast on the interwebs? Yeah. Uh, my my answer is personally not for now because it's a lot more. There's a lot yeah, more complexity. A lot, to a lot it. more work. A lot more editing. Uh, we also need to have a, a location that looks nice visually. We don't have that. We film at each other. Well, we record at each other's places, right? Yeah, and, and also when you do um, like a, a video podcast, especially about something that you want to look into, like a watch, there's someone who needs to be dedicated to show either the physical watch or images and stuff like that. Yes. So, for for example, for me, I would probably need to pull back from the podcast. We need a Jamie. And be the Jamie yeah. of this podcast. Agree, so yeah. doing that is losing a member or hiring someone to do it. Uh, we well, all have day jobs. <laughs> like it's not happening. Maybe one day, right? But for now, it's a lot more complex than it need to be. As this is our getaway yeah. of uh, real I, life. I agree. Yeah. <clears throat> so we can, we can entertain at now. some point, but yeah, not, yeah, for yeah. not for now. Not for now. We could do it like the Watchfinder guys. It's a dial, um, like a slideshow of the pictures of what they're talking about. But uh, I don't know. I think that the podcast was designed for people to listen to it to start. Yeah. I agree with you. That's the idea. If we do a video podcast, I think... It's in, a talk show then. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see the watches on it. I'd like to see, uh, I don't know, the watch finder hands. I'd like to see, you know... Mm. Um, when I look at, uh, what's his name? Tim Masso. Yeah. When you look at Watches Tonight on Monday, he does a live podcast. He does a live podcast. That's what's different. He has a chat box. People are posting their pictures and yeah. the way he makes it interactive is that he says, here's your watches on my box, right? And then he starts showing this screenshot from here, this watch, uh, this wrist shot from here, this wrist shot from here. I would consider going to do a video podcast if we could make some form of, uh, there has to be some interactive medium more than what we're doing now. We'd have to make it more interactive in some particular way to give it the attraction. So like you said, we probably need a Jamie of some sort. So yeah, I, I, we would have to strongly consider. We need to see where the value comes into doing that, especially in the podcast we do. We do a lot of lists and whatnot, and it's a long podcast too. Video so podcasts are gaining in popularity, but I feel like it's more stats -wise, discussion and like comedians, right? The thing is, stats-wise, we'll be more popular doing a, a podcast. That's it, it is what it is. We that's talk, not why we do it, though. That's not why we're doing it, right? We, we, it started like for us and like to some extent make our friends laugh while yeah. learning something. Right, and we do have steady grow. People do contact us, and we have a nice interaction. But we don't want to be like the Joe Rogan of Watch Podcast next week. No, nope. that's not the objective at all. We all have our lives, right? We want to get watches. We want to see what they look like. We want to talk about them. But we don't need our friends telling us we're alcoholics either. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, we will. It's like you got a problem <laughs> with watches <laughs> or no, or, <laughs> or we're up all of our bottles in green screen, so yeah. they, and then they cut them out. They just so you had thirty. Plus production. So you had thirteen of those. You had thirteen of those fake bottles. Yeah, exactly. You kept reaching. So uh, next uh, trivia before uh, next question. I'll, I'll ask. The serpent. What serpent color is it? Uh, it's green. Green is collections. The serpent or next serpent. question. I already know it. It's Bulgari. Next. Next question. Okay. One sec. One sec. One sec. One sec. Some of them are really easy. For which, for which watch brand did John Travolta become an ambassador in 2004? Next question, Bradley. He's a pilot, right? He has his own plane. The guy has his own plane or is he his own license. A lot of them are really easy. Like, which watch brand introduced Santos? Yeah, Cartier. Next text. Okay, fine. Which compact spiral pattern is applied to a watch dial using a Rose engine? Snailing, Flinic, or Flinic K, or Rond Bose? Repeat that, sorry? 
Which oh, compact which compact spiral pattern is applied to a watch dial using a rose engine? Mm-hmm. Snailing, flinique, or round boss? I say flinique. What do you say? Round boss. Uh, the answer is snailing. Oh. Wow, we all suck so bad. Yeah, you're fired. <laughs> you're fired from this podcast. Um, so next one. What is the easiest, most difficult part of the podcast creation. I think we kind of answered that, no? I think it's kind of being here, it's tough. Like just being in your company, it's pretty intense. <laughs> no. I'm very nauseous. <laughs> uh, I, I, a, I think a quick, a quick answer for this one. I think the hardest part of the podcast is just figure out like, uh, being all on the same page of what subject to talk about. Well, that's for sometimes, you because you're fucking retarded. You can't. Uh, cool, even <laughs> but sometimes it takes us like three days to figure out what to talk about. You want to know? No, why? no, I don't think it's the hardest part. I think hardest part is just finding time. Yeah, the hardest part is not the subject. Is that we can't stay focused on the chat. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we start saying one thing and then we immediately turn it into some like racial slur, and then we're wow. like, "God damn!" <laughs> and then we go off into some tangent talking about, "Hey, did you see that horse?" You're like, "What?" <laughs> because so it's still the hardest one. <laughs> it is pretty tough though to stay on topic because we know each yeah. other for a while and we kind of allow ourselves to like just take shots at each other all the time. All the time. So it's very easy, and especially my mind just wanders immediately. Like as soon as somebody says something that I can make a, a joke out of, I, I I never miss an opportunity. I always go. Yeah. For it. And Keep it's it hard to sometimes stay serious. Yeah. And, and the easiest part of the podcast, I think, is just like to like see you guys and just talk, right? That's not difficult. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Um, so I'll, I'll go with the next Go trivia. for it, yeah. Go. Right? Um, in 2007, what unique watchmaking material was introduced by Audemars Piguet? Quick hint. It's really used by like Richard Bill and other guys today. Yeah. Uh, was it like carbon fiber? Forged carbon. Oh, very good. I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> well, Richard Mille was doing that, right? With no, I wasn't going to say that, but that's yeah, actually... Yeah, but Le yeah, yeah. was first. Oh, yeah? I didn't yeah. know. Interesting. Good but for them, is forged for carbon uh, different from... Uh, I have no idea. Yeah, so the thing is, carbon is like... Um, it's a textile, right? And you put resin on it, and you cook it, and it keeps the form. S- suppose I... If I knew that, yeah. Suppose okay. I'm so in agreement, yeah. <laughs> so forged carbon, it's pretty much you do the same thing, but with a block of that textile. And after it's like cooked down with the resin, so now it's solid, you mill it down. So okay. that's a big difference. So carbon, you'll see the weaves, right? Forged carbon, it looks like plywood. There's like patches of different colors on that carbon. Okay. That so cool. that's the difference between forge and... Oh, f- so it's multiple layers of carbon. Is that it? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. It's kind of like uh, uh, I'm comparing to knives. Damascus steel is the same. Mm-hmm. So they have they have different they apply different layers of metal and then they forge yeah. them at different temperatures that's why you see interesting patterns because it's mm. one after another at different yeah. temperatures and the only reason i know that is because cars <laughs> oh i think there's a question uh, from somebody oh okay cool for you so you can talk about it later but not now okay so yeah please do you want so, to read the next uh, question what from the are your top three grail watches i have six. Ooh. god damn top <laughs> like three three impossible six because Sound i had, because at three that were i'll never be able to get this and three that i'm like i could get these and they're cool. grails soundbite there you go uh quick okay go the three impossible alangenzon zeitwerk blancpain 50 fathoms laurent ferrier galet minute repeater why is a uh, 50 fathoms uh, well the one impossible. i wanted is in like a red gold ah. it was like fifty five thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah but uh. you have two kidneys yeah <laughs> i need one <laughs> i know a guy so no I know a guy i know a guy so those are my three like unobtainable i don't know if i'll ever so spend a hundred thousand dollars on a watch right and uh, on the obtainable one fifty five thousand is there without the red exactly <laughs> and then the ones that are obtainable i had a Cartier santos i think it's on my like top of the list the Grand Seiko, 
Diver. Which one? The XL? Santos XL? With the mechanical movement? Not the XL. There's the large... Uh, yes. No, not, not the, the Dumont. Not the Quartz, right? San, no, no, no. Oh, Santos, Santos. Not the Dumont. Okay. okay. Yeah, so the Santos. So there's the large with the date, and then the, I would get with the large with the date. Then I have the Grand Seiko SBGA. Uh, well, there's the 229, but the reissue. So it's a beautiful diver, the new reference. And this is more of a like your shopping list. Right? There's like the, the, the high right? end, yeah. like the top tier that I would get. Yeah. And then the yeah. last one is the Blanpe 50 Fathoms. The uh, standard version. The titanium. Yeah. So that one's around 15,000. Yeah. yeah. Those, so those it's a good point. Three uh, grails. I'll let you go next because I'm Because how do you define a grail? Yeah. Well, uh, it's difficult to get. Something that you would... Or once you game. get it, you don't need more. For me, it's endgame. Once you get it, you don't need more. Unobtainium. Building obtainium or endgame, right? So for me, it's like... Building an obtainium, it's the Vacheron Constantin Candavache in steel. They just creep up the pricing. Now it's like 50. It used to be like 39, 45 at some point. Now it's that like, name. Yeah, th- now so. it's like 42, uh, 52. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I love that watch. For me, it's like the perfect, like, dress, sport, anything watch. Um, I would love a mint blue Tudor Submariner full set, like paper box. Everything, right? The blue the, one, right? The, the one that's the, the, the most... Right? Yeah. 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 The Marine National. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, and I... Well, there's Marine National, but there's also the standard... Like, yeah, they made... No, because a, there's a Tudor, Submariner, Snowflake Can, Marine National. That thing is like... They have a, the yeah, blue one. The, yeah. yeah, that's like the, equivalent, it, that's like the Rolex Millsub right. Tudor, which yeah. is like... Uh, yeah, that's amazing. Um, or even just the like a blue Tudor Sub... Uh, like for my bird ear, for example, uh, but like without anything. Thank God you didn't say your birthday. I was, we were like, I was going to like, oh, fuck, Jesus Christ, what a request. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not happening. Yeah. Uh, like without without the full set, they go for like 13 to 15 Canadian. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like full set is more close to 20. For a sub? Twitter sub. I thought it was like 40. No. Maybe, but the blue one, like it's super unobtainable in good condition. Well, the Marine Nationale, yes. Okay. Like the like, you can find good condition Tudor sub for like thirteen, fifteen. Not perfect, like not mint, right? And that's no paper, no boxes, and probably not even the bracelet. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's that's one of one of the grail. And for the third one, I don't really know. I think it's always changing. Right now, I still have on my list the Grand Seiko SBGJ two thirty nine. That's a green GMT. Do you take a lot of Grand Seikos off your list? Meaning, Remove? like, do they go on your list and then leave? Do you actually want to buy a Grand Seiko? Yes, more and more. So I used to not really put them on my list, find them interesting. Is but the losing of value uh, kind of stopping you from this? Because they do lose yeah. value, right? Yeah, but not, not as much as they do. Nowadays, people start right. to recognize them, right? But would you wait until they stop losing value and then maybe buy? Well, the thing is that SBJ is technically affordable, right? If you go to an AD, it's like 9K, right? And I sent one to the convo. Technically affordable if you are in the 1% of the population. Yeah, yeah, but like I sent one to the convo recently who was like full set at like $5,500 Canadian, right? Even Kim was like, you sure that's Canadian dollars? I was like, yeah, and it sold in a day. I was like, US? Yeah, yeah. Right? So like I do want one, but I don't know. That's my third pick and it comes in and out. I'm not sure. So uh, we have two. I had a Grand Seiko. We had a Grand Seiko. I don't know if Dimitri does, but at the start of this podcast... When we started it way back when, even starting watches, you never thought Grand Seiko would be up there, right? And now we're like, fuck, it's just... But it's just because we understand them, I think. Yeah. My great list also changes. I mean, not not the top, top ones, but it, it still like updates all the time. Yeah, absolutely. So my turn, eh? You done? Yeah, yeah it's your turn, uh, Dima. So, uh, so I, I tried to also quickly like think of, I only prepared the like obtainable one, but the unobtainable one would be pretty straightforward, though. I, 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 I love the Vacheron Constantin Historic American. Yeah. It's just... 
not the new reedition, but the original one. It's like in like uh, it's like uh, rose Red gold. gold. Or rose gold. Rose gold. Though. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's such a cool story. Such an elegant looking watch. Amazing. Uh, another one will be probably a, a longer uh, datograph. Mm-hmm. And the fucking chronograph is like four hundred pieces in the movement. It's, it's like such insane. A, it's, <laughs> su- it's such a crazy watch. Your chronograph has like a hundred. This chronograph has four hundred pieces. Yeah, and the third one will probably be a Nautilus. Oh yeah, yeah I would. I mean, just honestly, any famous Patek. Like I would own an Aquanaut. I love an Aquanaut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or just a Calatrava. Seriously, yeah. but it's more obtainable. Calatrava is more obtainable. That's I why. like the new Calatrava. Though. I love it. it. Looks I love like it. the field watch. It's such a great, wonderful watch. watch but yeah. a Nautilus would be probably up there for sure. Or like a vintage fifty-seven eleven fucking chronograph. Jesus Christ! But that's also super unobtainable. That's like the most nicest looking chronograph I can ever find anywhere. So that's unobtainable. More obtainable ones, kind of actually like maybe on the shopping list with the few ones, years, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I still consider like a GMT Master Pepsi mm-hmm. to be like one of my top, top, top tier mm-hmm. watches. I, I've seen it in person. I wore it. It's amazing. Yeah, like I would, I would wear it every day, everywhere. Um, another one I would say is probably an Omega Seamaster 300. Like, uh, the new one in green? Comparing, because it's a, yeah, not necessarily in green because I haven't seen it in, uh, in watch. But uh, uh, the blue one is fantastic. The black one is nice. The white one is also nice, but I'm not sold on like I don't necessarily like the white dials as much. But just Love that white dial. That just that diver is such a great watch. Mm-hmm. All around, it's not too expensive yet. It, it hasn't grown as much in value, it's in price. I love the titanium version also, the one uh, from James Bond, but it's too expensive. It's like 15 grand or something. It's a lot more expensive. Yeah, it's like in 12. Yeah, yeah. right. That's it. And then all, honestly, I I really but before love you go from C, the way from the Seamaster, the new Seamaster Aquaterra is more expensive than the Seamaster 300. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's, that's nonsense to me. I, I gotta buy the Seamaster before it goes up. It goes up, yeah. yeah. when the next it, release is because it's, it's it's a great watch. It's yeah. uh, and the last one probably. I mean, I have a lot, right? So the one I would say another one that I really love. I love a dress watch and I love the sector dials. And I would say I, I've been looking on Chrono. Um, I I would love to snipe like a GLC sector dial yeah. master control. control yeah. Uh, in good condition, it's like ten grand. Yeah, it doesn't cost a lot less than it was when you. I mean, sorry, it cost like five k, I think, when it came out, right? But fifty-seven US. But uh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, but but now a master control so in general, like just a regular one, small seconds, no complications, costs ten k. Yeah, standard one. So you can yeah. probably get it for ten k in good condition. Yeah, I, I love that one. Or just any like a regular master control. You're listening, GLC, which you're not. Which you're not. Release it. A master control <laughs> moon phase, thirteen k. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So that's it. That's my uh, my three, six. Very, very good. I have a question for you guys. This is materials. Is it? Okay. Which car brand became a partner to Jage Le Coutre Let in me ask 2004? First. Let me answer first because you know for sure. Uh, GLC in 04? Uh-huh. Hold your thought. I'll answer first. I, I don't know. GLC in 04. Could it be Aston? Aston Martin? GLC 04. Terrible elevator music. You know what? I'll say Mercedes Benz. I'm not sure. Aston Martin. Winner to Dimitri. I was like, before I'm so surprised. I'm so smart. Jesus Christ. Wow. Or lucky. So. What's our what's your drink of choice? So I wrote three things: alcoholic rum and coke, non-alcoholic coke, 
And then <laughs> same thing. Not to drink. Virgin Cuba Libre. Cuba Libre. Virgin Cuba Libre. And then no drink. Coke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Mr. Yeah. Uh, oh, cool. Uh, for me, it's is anthrax bad? <laughs> <laughs> Tyrese. Yeah. For me, uh, oh. whiskey, hard alcohol. You don't need to act cool, man. Yeah, you're just, not cool. Just be yourself. Or, just be yourself. Or a Moscow Mule when it's like a drink. <laughs> or raspberry cosmopolitan. <laughs> and and when we do the podcast, it's like light beer. I think it's the best. It's everything. Thing. It's champagne of beers. Yeah, champagne of champagne beers. Beer. But yeah, and whiskey. Do you, do you have like preferred whiskey or we don't give? Um, I pref- oh, to be honest, I preferred scotch. I do like the single malt. It's more smooth mm. in general. Well, I said whiskey, whiskey scotch. Like no, you. but but <laughs> it depends. Like because it, like scotch is, is delicious. Like if a whiskey, I like to mix it. So I like a whiskey, a rye ginger i like uh whiskey um whiskey sours i do like sour in general like whiskey sour i i like everything there's not much i don't like alcohol. it's more alcohol that doesn't like me <laughs> i love jägermeister jägermeister does not like me <laughs> so that's bad memory she's a uh, she's an unforgiving bitch <laughs> jägermeister oh, she goes kevin fuck you and your morning <laughs> fuck you and your memory i'm like what and then i wake up uh, you, in a uh, ditch, naked. In a dumpster next to Vermont. Yeah, you know? Anybody have a favorite? Uh, uh, I just like drinking. Yeah. I, in general. I yeah. <laughs> well, like, what's your favorite drink? Yes. You know when you're talking about binging, we're like that. I'm like, I'll just drink anything. Yeah, Go. Just, <laughs> honestly, yeah, I like, uh, you, you'll guys, you guys will make fun of me. I like, I like, I like micro, micro brews. I like IPA specifically. Uh, yeah. But I don't life. discriminate. <laughs> I also love like a Budweiser, right? And, uh, everything has a time and place, I find. Like I would drink a Bud Light. I don't care. Champagne. <laughs> what's anything. the time? Anytime. What's the uh, place? My mouth. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. I do. I don't like. I don't like sweet flavors in general. So I like. I, tend I know. To, I tend to like beer a lot because it's bitter. I like. Uh, I like scotch. Single but you've malt. changed a lot. I've changed because remember. I rem- but I, I never liked sweets. Maybe, I never liked cocktails. Like ten years ago, but even ten years ago, we would have like hard liquor, and you're like, I don't like that. I don't like. That. I've I don't only like started that. to develop. Um, a uh, taste for scotch like just a year ago or something. That's why I started buying bottles and uh, I was like... So is it because... But I only have specific ones. I like um, the ILA scotch that's pitted. Oh yeah, I don't give a shit. I'll just drink anything. No, but th- that, one <laughs> is very, date. that one is very particular <laughs> because it's very bitter. Yeah. But I have a question. I, I like that. <laughs> but I have a question. Is it because... Because I find it's not that you like these alcohols now. I feel that you've, you're just more like, yeah, just give me whatever you got. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like me. That's true. Like yeah. you got tequila, let's do no, it. No, but I mean, if I'm thinking of like what I like flavor wise, I think the best, honestly, is probably wine. I like wine the most. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Bougie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, what is Patek Philippe brand symbol and the name of that symbol? Fleur de Lis. No. Patek Philippe. This was the. No. <laughs> <laughs> what other symbols do I know? Uh, the, the Hummer and Sickle. No, that's what you Wait, there's symbols like this weird, like. So, okay, you know what? I'll give you half of the answer. It's something cross. Yeah, yeah, the Holy Cross? No. Uh, it's the name of one of their watches. Oh, yeah, okay, I looked it up. I, I, I looked it up. I know the answer. So, Kevin, go. Any guess? It's, no. na- it's the name of one of their watches. very famous watches. It's well, the Calatrava Cross. Uh, it's the name of their logo. Interesting. Interesting. Very le- I didn't know that. Nice, yeah. looking, uh, nice looking logo. Mm, um, if you guys have to eat... Um, one meal for the rest of your life. What, what would it be? Dima? Coke. Uh, wait, sorry. Wait, is it recording? <laughs> yes. What, one meal. <laughs> meal. Your favorite meal. Ambitious. Hunter's Thompson style. Um, one meal. Does it have to be like a... Can it be like a food type or like Jesus a... Jesus fucking Christ. Just one answer. Soundbite. Uh, Let's go. Japanese. So sushi. It's not a meal. No, not sushi. No, man. I want a Japanese meal? No, but like like cuisine. No, it's not a cuisine. Fuck. We ask for a meal. Uh, Jesus Christ. 
sushi. I, I'll say sushi. Mm. Yeah. You curl? It's either tacos or like ramen, but like a good ramen. Ramen taco. What taco uh, ramen? Yeah, but yeah, no. Uh, you know, if I had to choose like a style, I go with Italian because it, like, they have Italian, Italian, Italian. You were me. Like, I was very specific. I would go oatmeal, fried chicken, waffles, and a cold beer. Love fried chicken. God yeah, but that's damn. super unhealthy. Like you would I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, but you would, you would, I'm condemned to you, one meal the, for the rest. The of The rest my of your life, life will be very short if you do that. Thank you, Mr. Robot. I like this is all hypothetical. <laughs> you can't even have fun. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what is the best basketball equation for my longevity? Say <laughs> salad. You can have one drink for the rest of your life. Water. <laughs> <laughs> you can have one meal. Brussels sprouts. Want to read the next? Um, uh, oh God, damn it! I hate you so much. <laughs> The question of mine is techniques. The rack, gong, and hammer are a set of three key components in which mechanical watchmaking complication. Could you repeat that? Sorry, I didn't listen to that. The alarm. The rack, gong, and hammer are a set of three key components in which mechanical watchmaking complication. Minute repeater, yeah. 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 The alarm. The (sighs) the gong, for sure. Because I don't think the... uh, Well, you know what? I'm thinking... Maybe it could be in an alarm. <laughs> anyway, um, next question for uh, from people who text us about watches. What's your favorite brand of watches, Kevin? One brand. I would know. I went with three. No, no. Oh my God! It's Choose one. one. Can, can't you be not difficult? Uh, no, I can't. The one. And that's why. <laughs> that's me. Three brands. So right now, what it, what they're doing, Bulgari, because of their audacity. Everything it's, a it's a metal Bul- G-Shock. Bulgari, that is. Yeah, yeah. but that's what you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bokto Finissimo no, no, is cool, fucking cool. crazy. It's a better little chip that gives you time. Um, Seiko, love them, but they're losing ground with their quality control. And then in I, the um, micro brands, I like Cuervos y Sobrinos. I think it's only the SKX was uh, losing ground. I think the new ones are not as bad, Like, but they're pricier. Seiko pricey. pricey. I mean. yeah. yeah, but there's, that's some why pricey, got- there's some pricey Seikos that like they're looking at it and they're like, fuck, their quality control. Like The bezels don't line up still. Chapter rings don't yeah, line yeah, up yeah, I mean, on a yeah, $1,000 yeah, watch. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. That's, that's what true. I mean. Like, I'm just yeah, like, mm. you, Dima? Uh, so three <laughs> favorite <laughs> brands. Choose what? <laughs> it's just me. Uh, fuck, I got to say probably Rolex. Yeah. Good call. Because I like everything they make. Oh, sports watches. Yeah, I agree. Even the Chilean is fucking awesome. Because, uh, like, I, I have not even Grails, but like a few watches that I really want to have. I would even say Omega because I love Omega. Like, I, I actually want to buy. I would second. say Omega for you too. You yeah. really do like that. And Jaja Lecoute. Yeah, but I don't you really want Jaja Lecoute and Cardi yeah. in your brand. I know yeah, that those but Rolex, are two that Rolex I would own. Rolex I would own a lot of different. I watches. think the brand that's really crept on you the most since the start of your watch hobby has been Cartier. Because at the start Cartier when I met great, you, yeah. you were like, oh, "Fuck this brand! I'll never like them." Da 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 da. And now no, right. you're it was like, the ah. reverso that you showed me. That was uh, yeah. the reverso. I was like, "Like I don't like this." I remember Cartier, but it's, it's one that like, catapults. And now you're like, "Hey, I love that." Yeah, brand. I want to have a, yeah. I want to have a um, tank mask, something, yeah, I know, or yeah. a reverso, just a classic reverso. Fuck. Even the Santis Dumont, you were like, "This is a nice watch." With nice the metal watch. on the other side, I don't need the like second complication, just the metal. <laughs> Absolutely, you? Carlito. Any guess? I can. I'll guess. I'll guess. Yeah, what are you saying? Uh, I have two guesses. No, one guess is no, easy. No, no, but I could say it could go either way. Your main brand is Tudor. Your micro brand something would be CWC. It's pretty good. Pretty good, I, huh? I put recent it's like, Tudor it's like and, we know you. It's, yeah, it's crazy. It's like you're my friends. Well, uh, no, but don't yeah. go that far. But it would <laughs> be that. A micro brand would be CWC. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Tudor. I, I put like recent Tudor. As, like, I, I haven't accepted your application for friendship yet, so just <laughs> yeah. don't get it. still acquaintances. <laughs> but yeah, Tudor. Tudor. Um, okay. So next uh, trivia question before yeah. we continue. Uh, I can go, right? 
What is? Let me see the answer first. In a simple mechanical movement, what does the pallet lever do? You want to answer? You want me to answer? The pallet lever starts to chronograph. No. Ah, fuck. That that one that one was pretty difficult. Yeah, I would not be able to answer. Changes the date. It receives and distributes energy from the gear train. I knew that. So, <laughs> I did not know that. Given. Yes. Watch from the people. Favorite watch style. Used to be divers. Now I'm really into dress watches because I'm appreciating more the challenges that come with a dress watch. It's easy to come up with a funky diver, change the colors, sapphire, crystal, ceramic, bezel, uh, 300 meters of water resistance, thickness, d- um, extension clasp, diver, very easy equation. Dress diver, make it nice, make it slim, make it classy, make it different. It's tough. It's a tougher, it's a tougher strict uh, yeah. list of rules. When I see a nice d- dress watch, I'm like, fuck, man. And it's easy also. Furlan Murray is a good example in the last episode that you mentioned, Dimitri. It's stainless steel. It's easier as yeah. a dress watch to say, no, we may want a gold, red gold, white gold, platinum, blah, 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 r- polish this. They made a dress watch, Baltic made a dress watch without using all these precious um, materials and they made a fucking nice one. So dress watches are really what I'm liking these days in terms of a challenge, but divers, uh, can't have enough divers in your collection, I tell you. Yeah. I need a 300 meter, I need a 500 meter, I need a professional diver, I needed this, I need, a, I need a vintage diver, I need a modern diver, I need a micro brand diver, I need a main diver. Okay, so now it's dress. Dress these mm. days is what I'm looking at a lot. I'm like, good job. Um, dress is good, yeah, but I, I would say uh, a dressy diver because it's like the most universal watch forever. Like any, that's why I like the Submariner sub sub or like a, a Seamaster, right? Because it's a dress, dress up, dress down, super versatile. It's a one watch. A, like a good diver, diver is a watch that you can have for absolutely any occasion. Similarly to like an Explorer, right? Because it's also, I think, 200 meter water resistant. 100. 100? Yeah. So you can pretty much wear it anywhere also. Pretty much, you can. You can do everything. Yeah, you just yeah. can't, you can't scuba dive, but you could swim and do everything yeah, you want. exactly. <laughs> yeah. You, Carlito? Used to be field watches. Yeah, I was about to say. Uh, I can say right now. Let me take, can I take a guess? Yeah, go for it. What are you into these days? Dildos. You used to be into field watches. I'm going to say you're really into Anime. GMTs these Hentai. days. Well, the thing is, one thing I like about GMTs <laughs> is they look like divers, right? Um, I, I said like three stupid things. <laughs> you only um, so it used to be field watches. Now it's like between divers and field watches. Yeah. Right? And I think GMT can fall under the diver aesthetic, mainly with the bezels kind of, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, right? yeah. um, and I think that's one of the reasons I love the FXD. It's like dead center between a diver and a field watch. Because it's not a diver's, it's like a utility watch. It's a military right? utility watch. But it's watch, still right? like a diver aesthetic. Diver aesthetic, yeah, because it's right? a, but it doesn't have a a time, uh, yeah, yeah, it has a... Um, mission timer. Mission timer, yeah. Not a countdown. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so it's like in between. That, I think that's how the FXD scratched that itch so perfectly, right? Uh, it's like between the military and... By like, the way, diver is a count up. It's count a, up. Um, yeah, this is a countdown, a mission timer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, that's my um, favorite style of watch. Very good, very good. I have a question now. Uh, in 2006, which brand made its debut by launching the Horological Machine Collection? What? 
In 2006, which watch brand made its debut by launching the Horological Machine Collection? You actually in 2006, the brand, the brand, the brand, yeah, probably in the, yeah, in BNF for sure. In BNF, that's correct. Yeah. Good mm-hmm. call. Let yeah. me ask another question before we go. Uh, I think we win with general trivia. question. Now it's the next questions are going to be more personal, right? Oh yeah, you're right. Let me ask another trivia. What did King Edward Seventh of England call Cartier? The name he gave to them. Yeah. What did what did he call Cartier? I don't know. The timekeepers? It's actually very simple. The the dudes? <laughs> I don't know. The crown jewels. Uh, the jeweler to kings and king ah, jewelers. That's cool. The crown it jewels is cool. is cool to... Yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah, the, it's the jewels to king. I gave you 10% of the points. 10% of the points. Uh, who are the founders of the Fondation de la Haute Horlogerie that was founded in 05? Uh, the founders? Uh, three. Good the, Lord. The, the names of people? Brands. Well, two brands, oh. a group. <laughs> Richemont, probably, or like... Okay, so that's one third. Richemont Group was part uh, of the founders. Okay. And, and uh, now it's two brands. Well, big brands, probably like one of the big threes. They're probably big threes, like uh, VC and AP or something like that. VC, Vash- no AP, AP, and I'm Patek, maybe? No, Breguet? No. Who's uh, So it's uh, the Mar Piguet, it's the Richemont Group, and Gérard Pérejo. Oh, shit. Oh, okay, yeah. interesting. Oh, GP, they're so awesome. Such a watch Greek bread. They're so awesome. Yeah. They're so cool. You have, you have one, right? I have a GP, yeah. So the next questions are a bit more personal, I think, right? Yeah. So, guys, which brand use a slogan, life is about moments? Yeah, that's interesting. That sounds very cheesy. Yeah, that's be very cheesy. Uh, life is about moments. It's two names. Something and something. Life is about moments. Like I, I wouldn't. I don't even want to say like one of the big threes. No, no, no. Oh, no yes. it, there's an end in the between. It's two names, but it is end. So name one and name two. Life is about end. Come on, quick, quick guess. I don't know. Bon and merci. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, it would be some like. Sounds very easy to me. <laughs> corny Richmond. Um, hey Dima, uh, someone's asking any Russian. Watch suggestion. So you'll have, you'll have to answer this one. Uh, you're the expert. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> there's quite a few actually. Uh, if you listen to two broke watch knobs, one of the guys, I think I don't know it's Kaz, I think, right? That's a big fan of uh, Soviet watches, and he has yeah. a nice collection. There's a few very cool ones. There's a few very well-known specific models like the Vostok Amphibia. Uh, very cheap, very robust. Doesn't die apparently, or comes back to life. It seems. <laughs> Uh, there's a f- there's a there's a store called Meranome where you can go and find a lot of different Vostoks. So Vostok is a is a decent brand. They're, none of the Soviet watches are really known for quality. So like I wouldn't let's say call them like high quality good brands, but they're interesting brands to own at some point. They are uh, Vostoks are pretty cool. Um, you can also find like if you go if you like the the space exploration you like you can go to vintage um, Poliots. So the Poliots trailer was a chronograph that they made for the guy who did the, the first spacewalk. Cool. Uh, you can only find them vintage, and I would not not buy you a new find, one. You can find the new but one, I wouldn't no. buy a new one. I would buy a vintage. Well, the guy uh, and I've spoken to him. His name is Justin. L- he has his. It's Trudeau. in Germany. Oh. 
And he has um, polyot.de, right. so it's German. Okay. Dutchland. And he has uh, the Strelas, and he still has the old movements in them, the old right. 3133. But it's cool to find an old, like a Soviet yep. made, right? Polyot yep. It's like a, it's still going to be like maybe 1500 bucks. So if you're scared of buying vintage, that's a place you can go buy modern. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and there's a lot of other brands like Slava, they're lesser known. If you go to Meranom, it's M E R A N O M. Uh, just Google that word and then you'll find the store. There's a lot of different watches and you can explore brands, but I would just stick to Vostok. I like Raketa too. Ra- yeah, Raketa. I forgot about Raketa. They came out with a new cool. Big Zero. Yeah, 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 really yeah, for, cool. And they yeah. have an Avant-Garde. It's I, really I, forgot, cool I actually have a Raketa. You guys gave me my birthday. Yeah. So yeah, 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 those are the brands that I would explore. Very cool. I have a question for you guys now here. Let's see if you guys know this. this is a little bit tougher. Which brand launched a Bugatti collection upon signing a partnership with the Italian car manufacturer? Jacob and Co. No. What? Uh, you were Bugatti? confident. Is it uh, like your work Fake or something? It you or wor- it. Your work or something? No. Or guys, guys, which brand launched? It's a luxury brand. Which launch brand? Uh, which brand launched a Bugatti collection upon signing a partnership with the Italian car manufacturer? Your work doesn't have a Bugatti collection in their watch brand. I don't know, man. But like Jacob, Jacob and Co. does have one. No. No? Well, maybe they do, but it's not from this. I don't know, man. Parmigiani Fleurier. Uh, Interesting, yeah. huh? I didn't know. Yeah. Neither I didn't know either. Did you the know the Bulgari is French? <laughs> it is French. <laughs> I hope I hope you know that. Yeah. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, you said Italian forget. in this thing, but they're wrong. Don't Carl, forget. have you heard you're a card guy? Yeah. It says here, I heard you're a car guy and a piece of shit. So <laughs> what do you drive and what is your gray old car and what cars have you owned in the past? Uh, well, right now I drive uh, a moped. Yes. No, I don't. I drive a bicycle. <laughs> 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 bicycle. Drive was a crazy the frog. I have currently a Mini Cooper S Clubman uh, because it does everything I need it to do. Uh, I use to drive your, uh, your drug muling uh, job I had a Nissan Skyline R32 I had a Toyota Soar that Kevin did a couple of rides in uh, I had a Toyota Corolla from 1987 it's an AE86 it was fully caged fully for the track don't know if you guys ever saw it mm-hmm. uh, probably both of you remember clearly my pickup truck yeah, the, the, Ram. the, the oh, Ram yeah. 2500 power wagon that I, was wish just, you, I wish you had that an Escort Cosworth edition that would have been cool he's yeah. too young for this is he I love Cosworth it, Anyway, so I had those cars uh, in the past. Grail, that's difficult because like watches, you have like six picks. But stuff that stayed on my Grail list for cars, uh, a classic Ford GT, like GT40, mm-hmm. but the MK2 because you have the 427 in it. So uh, it's a bigger engine. It's not as beautiful as the MK1, but tech-wise, it's nicer. And also, uh, I've always loved the Skyline R33s, GTRs, Le Mans. So... It's a special edition from the 90s. Like getting one today is like you're a collector and you have a couple millions to drop on cars. <laughs> if, you're, if you're watching Starsky and Hutch when they're like, hey, this is what you're driving? He goes, you went up in my book. That was like that with Carl and met me. He goes, hey, I heard you drive a Toyota Aristo in the yep. J2C. <laughs> you're my friend now. Okay, you're my new friend now. Add to friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Request sent. Yeah, exactly. Denied. Uh, but in my, in, my, in my phone, there's a lot of contact. It was like a first name and the last Their name. car? It's a car. Oh, my God. Like I have like guys who's like, uh, like David Skyline and yeah, like, like a Alex, Transformer like Autobot. Ford Mustang. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> People are Transformers in my contact list. Dimitri Lada. I was going to say <laughs> Robert Lanos. <laughs> Robert Dave. Robert Dave. Uh, but yeah, I think... Roberto Dave. <laughs> but yeah, those two cars are my grill. But uh, one day I'll... I'll get to my like midlife crisis and buy another sports car. But there you go. Right now, uh, all my money is into watches. 
It's easier. You get your money back. There's also yeah. two questions for you. Me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, first one is, what kind of a dog do you have? Yeah, we hear it in most podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> He's here all the time. He's a corgi, a Pembroke Welsh corgi. His name is Nacho. He's 13. And he's awesome. He's a good personality. He's like a happy dog. He's a cool guy. Yeah, he's a cool yeah. dog. You know, I have to be honest, like he's uh, terrible at... Um, I'll give you a quick anecdote about him, which I thought was really cool. So, um, my wife was on maternity. I was at, I was back at the office and she took the baby for a second because we have a central vac. So, yep. you just plug in the hose. And uh, she <laughs> took the baby and put him in the bathtub and the bathtub was empty. Because ba- he's, just, he's just a baby, right? He could, he could barely stand at this point. And then she brought the vacuum down the stairs here and she heard the dog barking. Good on him. He detected danger. The baby had gotten out of the tub. To this day, I don't know how he did. I think the dog helped him. And he crawled up to the landing at the top of the stairs and the dog like warned, he's like, something's happening. And Kim uh, oh, wow. beat yeah, that amazing. Up, went to go get the, and the dog uh, recognized. But I still think he helped the, the baby get out because the baby could barely stand. Imagine how he got out of the bathtub. Because she was just vacuuming. She was cleaning while she had him because he didn't want to be in the baby Bjorn anymore. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's natural for you. Imagine He's you translate boy. into like dog language. He's actually was like, come on, do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> it sounds like barking. He's like, do it. Do it, do it, do it. So I, um, cool. so yeah, no one uh, show up. Uh, the government would not show up is like, take my kid away from <laughs> neglect or something. And, Malparenting. Uh, yeah, and so the last okay. one is if you had to get rid of all of your watches, yeah, which one would you leave? No, which one do you keep? Like, yeah, which all one your you watches beside yeah. one. You have at to keep moment, one watch. At the moment. And here's why. Um, I think at the moment I would say I would keep my Hoyer Monaco Caliber 11. And I'll explain why. One is, um, it's one of the watches that I got one because it was always one of my grails. It was something I've always had on my radar. I was always fascinated by the Monaco when I first saw it, even before I even knew it was linked to Steve McQueen. Beautiful blue dial. This registers a unique square case something you don't really see and i was like and i didn't know it was so iconic and uh eventually i was like you know what i got in my panerai and i got a um i was like and i got my milgoss and i was very happy and i was like if i wanted to get one i'm like i'm going to get this hoyer monaco and you know what's one of those watches i don't wear all the time every time i wear it i'm like this watch is fucking awesome like does it, it wear nice it wears so great no he says that but it doesn't wear nice in any way go, but ah. i wore i wore it at the grand prix yeah, and no. i was like this is this is really a great watch and sits well where it's, per- it's I mean, a 42 right uh, it's 39 by 39 oh shit but it's big because it's, it's a thick. square it's a thick boy but it's it's but a no square lugs. but exactly but it's a 39 right. by 39 but because it's a square it's big it sits big but it's a great watch yeah. it's an icon i love it and it has that complication it's iconic status and if I had to choose one, I was like, that's the one I'll keep right now. I think uh, I, I really enjoy it. And it's one of those that has always been on my list from the very, very, very beginning of watch make, of watch loving. Even before I got into watches, I was like, that's a really cool watch. Even before I saw Walter White wearing a Caliber 12 Monaco in uh, Breaking Bad. I was like, yeah, that's a pimp watch. Yeah. yeah. Could have sell it to like found his uh, <laughs> Steve McQueen, all this stuff. It's really cool. It's a good... So we idea. do a quick small round of trivia before we let the... Yeah. Let's yeah. do yeah. it. Yeah, let's do it. I'm ready. I can ask. Wah, wah, wah. Which animal is emblematic of the Cartier brand? Uh, Panther. What? Panther? No. That's a very good answer. Yeah, I would go with Panther because they have the Panther line. Correct. Wow. Um, this is a good one too. Which brand has introduced and watchmaking materials used in aeronautics and Formula One? Hmm? Which watch brand 
intru- has introduced in watchmaking materials used in aeronautics Remote. in Formula One. Richard Mill. Richard Mill. That's what I meant. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, yeah. What's the weakness of ceramic? You know, we always talk about like uh, ceramic case, ceramic bezel. Stress. Ceramic um, is rigid. It's integrity. Uh, oh, there's an action that it, it doesn't it, like. Um, something yeah, it, it, it can't do with. Dr- drops. It's, inf- it's, 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 what would you call that in a watch world? It's a, it can be dented. It's not... Uh, it's not shock resistant. That's what I meant. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, it is not... Okay, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that's not what I said. So, guys, that was our Q&A for 2022. Uh, yes. Mid-year. Maybe if we have more questions, like we'll do another one before the end of the year. Who knows? Last thing I'll say, guys, Trivial Pursuit, get the game if you like watchmaking. We were trying to find questions we didn't know, but it's a lot of fun. You can... Turn into a learn. drinking game. We yeah. were at a bar once. We brought the game and we were just drinking and asking questions oh, yeah, between our chats. So we like sprinkle this into the podcast. So really good. Get the both games, Trivial Pursuit. I suggest getting if it's you're... like 30 bucks each, right? If you're, yeah, it's like 35 bucks. But if you're listening to our podcast, get the the high horology one because Version. the other one's too easy. Is it really? It's, I don't remember. Dude, we were so easy. We were oh, yeah? looking for questions. This one we also could try to stump. questions. I have to choose, uh, pick and choose. Yeah, like these are, are really these, easy. But the other one's even easier, right? So to me... Well, Start with this one because yeah. it's uh, it's pretty easy. Yeah. So thanks for cho- tuning in. We will see you next week. Ciao. Cheers. So if you enjoyed this episode, please reach out to us on Big Black Clock Official on Instagram or email us at bigblackclockteam at gmail.com. Send us your pictures, corrections, ideas, insults, and let us know if there are any pieces you want us to review. With, of course, the caveat that we can afford them. As always, be good to each other, eat good food, have some drinks. For those of you always watch shopping, happy hunting. Thanks for spending time with us, and we will see you next week.